Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hi there, once again, for the Growing in Grace podcast, I'm Mike Kapler, Duck Cap, along with the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski. And we are here every week and have been for over 14 years now at growingingrace.org. I've got an idea for you. Why don't you let a friend know that we are here? When you go to that website, growingingrace.org, you'll find a number of links for you to click on that will help you in your growth in God's grace and understanding it better. You'll also find a whole bunch of archived past podcasts that we started 14 or 15 years ago. And you can keep going back. You can even do a search if there's a certain topic you want to search for. I've done this before, and it usually usually works pretty good. You just type in a a word or two or a phrase or something in that search bar, and uh, it'll pop up some some different programs that that might pertain to to what you're looking for. So looking forward to continuing our discussion on repentance with Joel this week. How are you doing, sir? Hey, doing good. Hey, did you know about the Growing in Grace podcast? (laughs) <laughs> you said to tell a friend. Tell so. somebody who doesn't know about oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I know about it. You know, okay. I'm glad you know. Because, <laughs> yes, well, we were talking what we were talking about before <laughs> right. we started recording. Talk about memory uh, issues. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, uh. I mean, I, I'm, I'm forgetful, Joel. I'm not that forgetful. Not yet, anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, so we can keep doing this week by week and you'll. You'll not forget. For now, that's good. There, there are some things we, we should forget. Mm. <laughs> yes, you're on to something there. <laughs> yes, because God doesn't remember them anymore. And so one of those things would be our sins. God in a, in a new and better covenant. Now, you know, going back to the old covenant that Israel was under, we weren't as non-Jewish people, but the Israelites were, that law that came through Moses, that old covenant. I mean, there was a constant reminder of sins. Under the new, something different happened when Jesus showed up, when Jesus died, when he rose again. His blood did something very special, and and it, it established a new covenant between Father and Son, not just between God and the people like the old way did and the old people continuously failed. Jesus isn't going to fail, and that's why he established the covenant. He became the covenant. We were placed in him, and, and so we're, we're part of the covenant, but it's not based upon our ability to live up to a certain standard because it, it always falls short when that happens. It was never meant to be that way. Not from Adam, not from Moses, not not until now. And so, Joel, I, I guess uh, where I'm going with this is God declared in this new covenant he would remember sins no more. And yet we find people today who are still, because of what religion has taught them even today, they are in a place where they are constantly seeking more forgiveness from God when God has declared he has already forgiven He doesn't remember those sins, and he has placed us in a position of righteousness. He has made us completely righteous and holy, perfected in him, and took away, because the Jews were under those animal sacrifices and this constant ongoing struggle with sin, uh, he took away that sin consciousness 
for those who would receive it. And so um, we're going to talk some more, though, about repenting. But oftentimes we hear people saying we need to repent of our sins. And we kind of touched on this briefly last week that that's really not what we're repenting from. Right, yeah. And just backtracking a little bit here with what you were saying there, you know, Hebrews 10 talks about how the law was a shadow and not the very image of things, talking about these sacrifices who could never make those who took part in these sacrifices, who the sacrifices were for, the animal sacrifice. It could never make them perfect for then, see, if, if they could have made people perfect, they would have ceased to be offered. Wouldn't they have ceased to be offered? But uh, it says, and it says, the, for the worshipers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sins. The reason people have the consciousness of sins is because the sacrifices couldn't take them away. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year, for it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. And so the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do that, but then this once-for-all perfect sacrifice came that did take away our sins. And so as far as God is concerned, there is no more sin for us to remember. He remembers them no more, like you were saying. And so why should we remember what he remembers no more? And I don't know, there's different avenues that we thought about taking today, but Hebrews 6 talks about leaving the elementary, the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ behind. Let's leave this behind. Let us go on to perfection. Not, (laughs) this, this is so different from what many people think. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and the faith toward God. So he's saying there's a foundation here. It's a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. So the foundation of this thing, you're repenting from dead works. Well, what's a dead work? A dead work is anything that is done to try to earn salvation. It's it's a work that is done to try to earn something from God, favor from God, justification, righteousness. The people of Israel were all about earning salvation, earning righteousness by the works of the law. They had been told with the coming of Christ, with the cross of Christ and the resurrection of Christ, repent of that. Change your mind about that. Stop thinking that your works will save you and make you righteous. That's repentance from dead works. And instead, have faith toward God. And so he's saying, let's not lay that foundation again. Let's move on. Let's stop this repentance thing. Cap, you said it well before we start recording here, but it's like, stop repenting. And and, and again, we got to look at this in context, because the repentance was a repentance from thinking that our works can make us righteous and can justify us, and it's of turning to faith toward God. That's where we are now. So now, let's move on to what we have in Christ, and that is perfection. We've been made perfect. We've been made righteous. We've been made holy. Stop thinking about how we got here. Now we're here. So stop thinking about all these sins. Stop thinking about trying to change. Stop thinking about all these other things. Think about what Christ has done for us by the one offering he has perfected us forever. Yeah, isn't that something? When when you can begin to look through the lenses of grace, what you'll see. Because when I read Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 or 3, years ago, many years ago, I I would look at this completely different than what I see now based on my understanding of the finished work of Christ and the new covenant. The old way of doing it was what you had mentioned. Remember that um, 
I want to say it was like an investment commercial many years ago. There was a guy with some sort of a British accent or something, and I think it was like Smith Barney. Uh, they earn money the old-fashioned way. They we earn, earn it. it. <laughs> well, that's what people are doing sometimes, and even in today's Christian circles, they're, they're trying to do it the old-fashioned way by <laughs> earning it, even though they know, and they've been told from the beginning that uh, this salvation package was a free gift and they could not earn it. They just received it by believing in Jesus and trusting in him, right? But then somehow the, the rules start to come in after that. And we have to do this and we need to apply that and we need to sign off this way and we need to perform that way. And so this is the, the trap that people fall into. And they, they and we, we hear this often from legalistic types out there or those who have been exposed to some sort of legalistic messages throughout their lifetime without even realizing it's legalistic. They, they come at us and they use this, use this as sort of a gauge or a measuring stick on whether we're teaching something that's good or bad. And it will usually have something to do with, well, one of the things will usually have something to do with repentance. Do you believe in repentance? Do you believe people need to repent? And they are probably of the persuasion, at least in many evangelical circles, that you continuously have to be in a state of repenting or repentance because they know deep down that we all still have sinful actions or wrongdoings that can occur in our life. Uh, and so they, they assume that, you know, there needs to be this, this religious formula put into motion called repentance. And most people, when they hear that word, uh, what they think they're hearing is that we need to stop sinning and we need to start living better more holy. We need to start doing things differently than what we used to do when we were sinning more. In essence, what they're really saying, I think, Joel, is we need to sin less than what we used to. And I think I mentioned this maybe last week, but this is where your your good starts to outweigh your bad, and the message of faith that is given freely through Christ suddenly becomes a message of works, where you hope that uh, you're, you're living good enough now to be more acceptable to God. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good memory of John Hausman there, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they earned it. Uh, that was that, those are good times, those days. But you're right. I think this whole idea of what repentance is. We talked about it last week. We did, you know, about how in English it means to change your ways, to to change your behavior. But the Greek word really meant to change your mind. And so in Acts two, some people asked Peter and the rest of the apostles. They said, "Brethren, what shall we do?" And Peter said to them, "Repent." And let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, again, the word repent, there's a lot said in that verse there, but um, let each of you, yeah, repent. Change your thinking. Change what you have previously thought. It's not about your works. And truly, this isn't even about water baptism. This thing isn't about baptism. It's it was it's not about being baptized in order to be saved. And Capio had t brought about, uh, up something about how because of this this verse really means be be baptized because of the forgiveness of your sins. The Greek word there it's uh, Strong's fifteen nineteen. If anyone wants to look at it, but it can mean into or unto or towards or because of. And it's not saying be baptized so that you'll be saved or justified or anything like that. It's talking about being baptized because of the fact that through what Jesus has done, our sins have been forgiven. Remember that 
Paul had said that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them. And so our response is to be reconciled to God, you know, by grace through faith. But uh, the forgiveness issue is done with, and we just need to receive that. But once we have, we've received it. We have it. We've been forgiven of all sins, past, present, and future. There's not one sin that we'll ever commit that hasn't already been taken away. It was done 2,000 years ago. It's not done when you do it. It's like, it's like you don't sin and then God takes it away. And, and you sin, and then you repent, and God takes it away. You sin, you repent, God takes it away. It's not, it's, it's not like that. It's that through the one sacrifice 2,000 years ago, your sins were taken away. When you believed on Christ, you received what he had already provided for you. So, I don't know, a couple uh, seconds left here if you have anything to add, or we'll just uh, move on with some other things next week. Yeah, I think there's more to be said about this uh, this repentance issue, and we'll maybe spin off of what you were just talking about there in, in Acts 2.38, because uh, Jesus also uh, said something in the book of Luke uh, after his resurrection to his disciples that some people can confuse. And so uh, when it comes to repentance and forgiveness of sins, let's get a little bit deeper into this, because I, I think that uh, there's still some relief that is needed out there in the world of Podcastville. So stick with us right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.